Some of you, it's been not long since I've seen you. <laughs> I think Christmas falls on Sunday again in 2033. Uh, so that's the fur piece from today. It'll be a little, be a little while uh, from today. Uh, as a reminder, next Sunday, uh, January the 1st, one service will be in the Fellowship Hall for our covenant service. Uh, the covenant service was a practice that John Wesley got from the Puritans. Uh, refined it, and early Methodists would meet on January the 1st and uh, covenant with the Lord for that next year. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little more to covenant with Jesus than make New Year's resolutions, all right? So we're going to be, make, we're going to be covenanting with Jesus uh, next, next Sunday in our, in our fellowship hall. We're going to have some uh, sausage biscuits, Rush, and I think we talked about 75, so I'm thinking we, looking at this crowd, we may need to order a few more sausage biscuits. Could you take care of that? Thank you. Thank you, my brother. And then on uh, January the 8th, we'll be back to our normal Sunday morning uh, worship schedule. Uh, we'll be starting a worship series called Resilience. Uh, anybody need some resilience in your life? Uh, so we're going to be talking about how do we build, res- we can build resilience. How can we build resilience uh, with Jesus uh, in uh, times that we need resilience. A uh, couple things I would like for, for us to draw our attention to to, to pray today. Uh, one is, uh, it was brought to my attention about a, uh, uh, a news story about the Ukrainians in the midst of uh, invasion by Russia and war. Uh, they're stopping and celebrating Christmas. Christmas tree in Kiev put up. So we want to pray for... Uh, Brothers and sisters, uh, I read something a few months ago that said, as followers of Jesus, we have more in common with followers of Jesus, no matter where they are in the world, than we do with our neighbors who aren't followers of Jesus, who may have the same political affiliations. So it's kind of a solidarity thing, Woody, Uh, whether they're in Africa or Ukraine, brothers and sisters who are following Jesus just like us. We, we have a lot in common with them. And the other thing I would like for us to pray for today, uh, I wrote this post uh, today, last year on social media. Uh, I wrote this, Today as you open gifts and spend time with family, stop for a moment and think about children who are opening gifts today from angel trees and trees of stars. Mm. The joy of a gift in a common, simple home. Children who may not have the best home life may be abused, maybe today. Children who sleep on floors and couches who are hungry. Today they receive new clothes, new shoes, a toy, a bicycle. And just for a moment, however brief, they experience the thrill of a gift of grace. So we want to ask God to use that moment, that gift of grace and those gifts that folks they don't knew purchased for them, delivered to them, to draw that child toward the good news of the gift of Jesus. Amen. Let's, uh, let's pray together for those two, two topics. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we get to gather to worship you on your birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you that you use us in ministry to share the good news, to be the body of Christ throughout the world. Today, Lord, we thank you for the body of Christ, for you, those in Ukraine and Russia, Lord, who in the midst of war and evasion are stopping to celebrate your birthday. And Lord, we're confident that you're meeting them there, wherever they are. And Lord, for children who are opening gifts of grace today, use those presents to draw them to you. That they would know that this is your birthday. <laughs> that they would see, receive your grace today. Through the simplicity of clothes and shoes, toys and bicycles. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would our children come forward for our children's chat? I think there's some party favors up here, and you may be celebrating somebody's birthday today. Yeah, come on. If you got a, if you got a Christmas, already hey, got a Christmas gift today. Go ahead and bring hey. it up here. All right. Merry Christmas. I actually get to spend it with you. I'm so excited. Oh, is it one of those days, Claire? Oh. Y'all just have a seat. It's okay, right here. Oh, you know, I have stuff at home too, but we're going to go home after this and we get to see it all. But first, we wanted to celebrate Jesus' birthday, right? <laughs> Which we're going to do in just a minute. And I wanted to share something from my childhood that we used to do all the time. We always got something special at Christmas in our stocking and something we did together. You want to you touch it and see if you can guess what it is? Is it heavy? Yes. Oh, they got to check it out, all the details, right? You want to open it up? Open it up and see. It's way down in there. Sorry about that. That's a big stocking. Maybe I was really good. It's a coconut. It's a coconut. <laughs> you look surprised by that. It wasn't like chocolate or anything very exciting. Would you be happy if you got this in your stocking this morning? <laughs> well, you might be after the story, okay? We always got a coconut at Christmas, and it started way back with my mom and my grandfather. Years ago when they were at, they were at Galveston at the beach, big old coconut washed up on the shore and they kind of kept it as a family keepsake and then they started doing this coconut. I'm, I'm thinking my grandfather must have looked up and researched coconuts a little bit because you know they're not just tasty. Have you ever had a real coconut? Oh today's your lucky day because you're going to your blessed day excuse me you're going to get one. So a coconut just like our Christmas that we've been learning about it's actually a symbol of Jesus too. Because the coconut grows on the very tip top of the tree, the highest point. So it falls from the highest point. And when it comes, because it's round, it rolls down and finds the lowest spot on the earth. 
And Jesus did that for us. He fell from highest heaven and came down to the lowest, dirtiest dirt to be with us, didn't he? And if you crack it open on the inside, there's water and there's good stuff on it. There's like white, we call it coconut meat, but if you flake it off with a knife, it's really sweet and good. So there's kind of like a meat and a water inside. Well, Jesus came and died for us, right? <laughs> she changed her mind. She said her mouth is watering right now. So <laughs> my job is complete this morning. <laughs> so if you crack it open like Jesus died for us, the coconut milk or the water and the meat inside has lots of nutrients for our body that keeps us healthy. And everything God did for us, God, God came to wash us clean, didn't he? So next time you see a coconut, I want you to think about Jesus. And guess what I have for you today? I have your very own coconut. So I'm going to leave them up here, family, after service. That way they're not dragging little coconuts back through the church. <laughs> so I thought you might want to start this tradition with your family. These are easy break. They, they say they're easy break. So y'all send me pictures and let me know how your coconut tradition goes, okay? Okay. I'm going to let you hold the first one since you pulled it out. You can have that one. And before we pray and get our goodies this morning, Brother Rush, would you come down? Because we know it's Jesus' birthday. It is Jesus' I mean, birthday. You can't have a birthday without singing happy birthday. I've been wanting to do this for five years. So let me see if I have an, two, three, four, five. Oh, Rush, there's one for you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. So, Miss Lisa, you... You have shared with us, and Pastor, it's, it's Jesus' birthday. We sing a lot of Christmas carols. Oh, come all you faithful and silent night. We're going to sing Hark the Herald. But there's one song that we often don't sing in church. And you all are going to know this song. In case you don't, it's, in your, it's on your bulletin. Let's sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, shall we? And then at the very end, we'll use our blow tickler at the very end. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Now yes. blow on. Happy birthday. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Now you can come get goodies. Or you can say and blow, just whatever y'all want to do. Here we go. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Oh, that one already has one inside. Merry go this way. Good. Here, baby. Merry Christmas. Where's Mama? Go around this way, Cal. <laughs> we opened stockings yesterday uh, after uh, my wife's church Christmas Eve service and before hours. And uh, Lisa, I like your tradition of coconut better than our tradition of coal. Yeah, we just leave the coal in the stocking, and so it's in there every year. Uh, Y'all love uh, nativities? Anybody collect nativities? Yeah, 
uh, we have a pretty good little collection of, of nativities, and, and uh, the, one, the one we have up here, sometimes churches uh, will take the wise men, um, and they'll wait till about January the 6th. Y'all know there's 12 days of Christmas, right? Today's day number one. Uh, and they'll wait till about the 12th day of Christmas, uh, Jan- January the 6th, um, before the wise men make it to the nativity. And so the wise men may be, you know, the beginning of Advent, they wait back there with the sound booth and kind of make their way around. And they make the, they make the, they make the nativity. Most, I don't know that I've seen a nativity without, nativity set without the wise men. Have you? The mag- that's in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 2. The wise men come, come looking. Uh, there's uh, a couple that it's closer than two years out from the wise men visiting Jesus that, that don't make the nativity. And I want us to talk about that couple today, uh, particularly Simeon. Uh, his people were occupied by this outside regime. Uh, evil seemed to control their destiny and oppression uh, was as strong as the want of rebellion uh, they'd passed through some successive periods of, of domination by the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and now the Romans. And all they wanted was for their Messiah to arrive. And he did, Jesus. It was Jewish law, uh, Leviticus chapter 12, that a new mama had to go through a purification rite. Uh, there were many purification rites. This was one of those. And, and so this purification rite necessitated a, a journey to the temple, to the priest, with a lamb and a pigeon or a turtle dove. And so we find in Luke chapter 2 that, that Joseph and Mary and Jesus, after some 40 days after Jesus' birth, they make this, uh, this trek from Bethlehem to the temple in Jerusalem. It's, a, it's about six miles uh, it's a 10K. Anybody run 6.2 miles of 10K before? Uh, I doubt that they ran it, uh, but they made it there uh, to present Jesus to the Lord and, and, and for Mary to go through this purification uh, rite. And so in the temple, they, they come upon a, a man named Simeon. And Scripture tells us that he was religious, he was devout, and he was waiting. Christmas is about waiting, isn't it? Simeon was waiting for comfort, for the comfort of Israel to arrive. The Holy Spirit had told him that he would not see death until he laid eyes on the Lord Christ. Could you imagine that message from the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit led Simeon to the temple that day. And in the temple he saw Joseph and Mary and some 40-day-old Jesus. And Simeon took Jesus into his arms, and he blessed God. On page 2C of our local paper, the Daily Herald, on Sunday, January the 26th, 1992, there was an article written about something special in our church. Brother Frank was the pastor uh, during that time. In, in the summer of 1991, the article states that a major renovation project had taken place uh, here in the sanctuary, uh, and it was complete. And so there was another project uh, to tag on to, to that. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a pretty major uh, project. And so Francis Beeland Frakes of Greenville, Alabama, 
who is a professional designer of church needlepoint. Uh, her services were enlisted, and nine ladies from this church worked together on Monday mornings and separately at home to create a beautiful work of art. When you come forward for communion, your knees have knelt on this beautiful work of art. It's interesting that that beautiful work of art, five of the six pieces, is our scripture reading for the day. Last Sunday, uh, I knew I was preaching this, this message, and our children were here with Lisa, and they were practicing, and, and um, one of our youth was sitting right there, and, and uh, I said, hey, open your Bible to Luke chapter 2. Help me get these in order. <laughs> And so our scripture reading today is this song of Simeon who held Jesus in his arms some 40 days old and blessed the Lord. It's Luke chapter 2. Down here on the needlepoint, uh, it's from the, new, from the King James translation. Uh, and I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard. Listen to this. And imagine just a scene in the temple. Infant Jesus being held. Y'all ever take a new baby to Kroger or Walmart? And there's somebody that wants to touch your baby. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just imagine that scene of Mary and Joseph holding Jesus and a, the stranger comes and grabs your baby. And he blesses the Lord. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes, my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. I wonder if we could get a Simeon and Anna, Zachariah and Elizabeth, <laughs> nativity set. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are thankful for all the people that surrounded your birth and proclaimed your birth. We thank you for Simeon who, led by the Holy Spirit, to wait, led by the Holy Spirit to the temple and took Jesus in his arms and proclaimed to us a message that his eyes have seen salvation, light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. And for that, we are thankful. 